Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. It might be the biggest economic development project in Georgia history. Welcome to Politically Georgia from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Greg Bluestein. Today, here with Scott Truby, an investigative reporter and former business reporter here at the AJC. Last week, we brought you news that Rivian was building a massive electric vehicle plant in Northeast Georgia. And we're here today to talk about what it means for the state, for the economy, and for the political scene. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, my pleasure. Now, Scott, you've been in the trenches covering business for a long time before you're an investigative reporter, and you know that Georgia has been fighting for an auto plant for a long, long time. Yeah, in uh, 2006 was when Kia announced that they would build their plant in West Point uh, over on the Alabama border or near the Alabama border. And so it's been since then uh, that Georgia's had uh, an announcement. Uh, Georgia tried and um, did not succeed in uh, getting a factory from Jaguar and Land Rover. They tried for a factory from Volvo that went to South Carolina. Uh, we know that they also tried for a few other projects that went to Mexico. And uh, uh, they also uh, were uh, a candidate for a project that went to Alabama. It was a Mazda Toyota factory. Um, I don't know how seriously we were a candidate for it, but we did try for it. And so this would be uh, uh, major bragging rights for the state of Georgia to land not only a new auto plant, but an electric vehicle plant. And, and look, I mean, you know, there's a reason why economic development recruiters kind of lust for these plants, right? These, these auto manufacturing plants. And that's because not only do they provide thousands of jobs and, and relatively well-paying jobs for, for the most part, but also they spawn this entire ecosystem of, of supplier jobs and service industry jobs and other uh, fairly well-paying jobs within sort of a 50-mile to even a 100-mile radius. And so these have this sort of spinoff effect that few other industries do. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, you're talking about jobs that, you know, for someone who may or may not have a college education can support a family very easily, send their kids to college on those wages. You're talking about, you know, the thousands of jobs that will be at the Rivian plant, the thousands of jobs from uh, suppliers, uh, to come and possibly, you know, existing uh, Georgia uh, suppliers uh, who may expand because they now have a new client in Rivian. Uh, so this is huge for the state of Georgia. It'll really take, you know, months and even years for us to fully know just how big this deal will be. That's a very good point because details are still emerging. Uh, we confirmed last week that the announcement will be this week on Thursday um, that, that will outline the, the full extent of this plan. But we're told it will be easily into the thousands of jobs 
um, when it's fully built out. Um, you know, and a lot of a lot of our listeners and readers don't really know what Rivian is, um, and and little do they know this is one of the biggest <laughs> auto in, in general in companies in in America right now, yeah. according to Wall Street. Yeah, I mean, think about this for a second. You have a company that uh, it, it's about a dozen years old. Uh, but in terms of being a public company, it's only been a public company for a couple of months. In terms of being an automaker, while their vehicles have been in development for a dozen years, they've only been uh, delivering vehicles for about two months. Um, they've got, um, but they've got a market capitalization, basically what Wall Street says they're worth, uh, of about $100 billion, which in context is bigger than General Motors. It's bigger than Ford Motor. Um, they have a backlog right now of about 55,000, uh, vehicles on order. We'll actually get some new details on how many vehicles on order they have, uh, when they report their earnings, uh, this week. And they have a hundred thousand vehicles on order, uh, uh, pending for, uh, Amazon. Uh, Amazon is going to, well, Amazon, who's a big investor in Rivian is going to be ordering a hundred thousand delivery vans, uh, for their fleet. So this is a company that's got... A lot of resources, uh, a company that's got uh, an order book in place, uh, and then now they just have to deliver. Yeah, and to say this is going to be game-changing for this area in Northeast Georgia is an, is an understatement. It's going to transform um, that part of Northeast Georgia in a major way, bringing jobs, bringing billions of dollars of investment, bringing infrastructure improvement. But of course, there's also a downside to all that. And you recently traveled out to that part of the state to report on this because it will also strain the infrastructure. It will strain the healthcare system. It will strain the schools. And there are some residents who some are excited, some are nervous, and some are, are downright uh, fearful about about what this plant could bring to their backyards. Yeah, I and mean, that's a good summary. I mean, uh, talk to a number of people. They're worried about uh, you know their their livelihoods and their lives changing a lot. I mean, if you're a farmer who lives across the street from this factory, you know your property values are going to go up. It's going to increase your costs, and maybe you can't be a farmer next to this factory anymore. Maybe you have to go do something else. Now you you might end up selling your land and making good money off of it, but it will change your life. Uh, for others, uh, there will be many positive changes. I mean, you, you will see uh, dramatic investments in these communities. Um, but for others, they will lose the sort of the, the, the rural feel of what they enjoy right now. Um, I spoke to a number of people who felt like they were being, uh, um, you know, pressured to, uh, to sell or, you know, they said they're, you know, they talked to their neighbors and their neighbors talked about being pressured to sell because not only are, is Rivian going to be taking up this giant mega site, they apparently are going to be buying up land uh, in that general area as well. Uh, so, you know, this is change and some people just don't like change and, you know, can't blame some people for that. Um, and for others, you know, this is almost a threat to their way of life. But like you said, Greg, I mean, you're, you're, t you know, if you look at Kia and what Kia did at West Point, I mean, West Point was a, was a city that was struggling with the loss of textiles uh, with that industry dying and Kia has completely rejuvenated that area. And, it, and it's broader than just West Point. I mean, it's over into LaGrange. It's over into other communities in that area. You see investment in the uh, uh, community colleges and the tech schools there. You know, you see investments in the school system. You see investments in new housing and, and uh, restaurants and, and, and other businesses that have located there. Um, there, there. There really is few things like an automotive plant uh, in terms of the spinoff, the halo effect, as economic developers like to call it. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're so sought after. One thing that we know for certain is that it will also help seal the state's growing reputation 
as a clean energy manufacturing hub. And this is part and parcel. You know, we've talked about this on this show and we've written about this extensively, but the SK Innovation Battery Plant that is one of the biggest buildings I've ever seen sprawling along I-85 near Commerce, Georgia, in Northeast Georgia. Um, This was a deal that that was salvaged by last minute negotiations that were helped brokered by Georgia leading politicians um, to build uh, uh, electric vehicle batteries um, that will help pave the way for the industry's expansion. So you already have that under construction in Georgia. Now you have this Rivian electric vehicle plant. You've got all the suppliers that that will spin off that you were just talking about. So in general, Georgia could really be poised to be a green energy hub uh, going into the future. Yeah. I mean, you think about, you know, uh, an electric vehicle. I mean, the, the, the heart of that vehicle is the batteries, right? And so when SK, when that deal was announced, and then they announced that they were going to be supplying batteries to Ford and Volkswagen. I mean, that really put Georgia on the map for electric vehicles. This Rivian deal takes that so much further. And, um, you know, we will see, you know, how that might even, you know, evolve other things with uh, clean energy and with the automotive industry. I mean, I, I have to think that there's going to be a further uh, evolution of uh, of the of, of both industries here in Georgia over the next decades. Um, well, Scott, I mean, this is the Politically Georgia podcast, so here we are. We have to talk about the political implications of this deal as well. And for Governor Kemp, who is facing this epic squeeze right now, Stacey Abrams on the left, former Senator David Perdue on the right, this is timing that really couldn't have been better. I know he didn't He's not in charge of the announcement, right? This is a Rivian deal. Uh, he doesn't have as uh, that that much input into when they when they roll it out as much as he'd like to. But it does come at a really opportune time from right before the holidays, right after these two candidates got got in the race for him to show. You know, this is what he does with every economic development announcement. But now he can put a major stamp of of, of his own on it, saying that hey, this is a validation, in his words, of of Georgia's economic climate under his watch. Sure. And it also gives him a lot more to talk about, right? I mean, he, he now has something that he can stump on, you know, talk about on the stump. Uh, thousands of jobs um, that uh, will be high paying, you know, a new industry, a clean industry that it's, you know, billed as. I mean, yeah, it's it's the timing's fortuitous. The, uh, the, the um, you know, the fact that he can also go into this legislative session and whatever Rivian might need in the session, you know, in terms of any legislation, uh, we know that they will probably seek some legislation to uh, allow them to direct sell their vehicles to consumers. Um, you know, obviously, he's got a lot of uh, uh, clout going into that session to get the lawmakers to get in line to, to pass that kind of legislation and whatever else might come along. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned incentives because we want to touch on that as well. Because look, this is not only perhaps one of the biggest economic development projects in state history, this could also involve one of the biggest incentive packages in state history. There's a lot we don't know. Um, and there's a lot we might not know for, 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 for a long time to come. But what we do know is that hundreds of millions of dollars will be on the table based on the normal tax credits that, that are offered for, for companies um, creating this many jobs. Uh, we've also seen some rather inventive packages um, from, from the state in the past to try to lure companies, some that did come and some that didn't come. Um, you know, you mentioned the legislative changes that could be in the works. Uh, we, we reported on a few days ago, um, you know, that, that, that legislation that would allow electric vehicle 
the manufacturers to to direct sell is moving through the legislative pipeline. But there's other incentives, there's other perks that could be involved in the bounty of of offers that Georgia is, is putting forward. Uh, workforce training, mm-hmm. you know, bolstered workforce training programs, infrastructure improvements that would be state or local financed. Um, you know, uh, 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 there's the, when we looked at the Amazon package, there was all sorts of very innovative ideas as well, including basically a state-run school, um, a, a MARTA lounge, a special MARTA car. There was talk about special lounges at the airport. I mean, you know, for deals this big, state economic recruiters pull out all the stops, and we know that the biggest rival to Rivian in Georgia uh, might have been Texas. And, and there, there was hundreds of millions of dollars from the Fort Worth City Council alone. That's not yeah. even including whatever the state offers. So we're, we're going to be talking about an eye-popping figure. Yeah. Uh, just to give some context, I mean, you think back to Kia, and again, this negotiation was in 2006, not, you know, that was 15 years ago. The number was over $400 million for Kia. Now, now Kia's investment, I think Kia invested about $1.8 billion in that deal. We expect Rivian to be a larger capital investment maybe a couple of times larger. We'll find out when the uh, official announcement comes. Um, so you could probably you know, expect the, uh, the incentive package to be um, perhaps a multiple of what Kia got. Um, you know, Kia have got tr- tremendous infrastructure improvements. Uh, we've, we've heard from our sources that there could be uh, rail extensions. Uh, there could be a new freeway uh, interchange on I-20. Uh, we've heard uh, uh, additional road improvements in that area because most of the roads are, you know, two lane country roads. Uh, you know, Rivian is a, a big factory right there. It's going to need four lane uh, 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 roads going around it uh, and, and interchanges that can handle large trucks. So uh, just that alone is going to be uh, costly. And there will be a lot of pushback as well, saying that that bounty is just not worth it. It's, it's as much as the offer helped entice Rivian to, to relocate and to expand in Georgia and invest billions of dollars that, you know, at the end of the, ga- at the, end of the day, you're offering a company that's one of the most valuable in the U.S. right now that, as you mentioned earlier, the market capitalization is higher than even Ford and General Motors. You're offering them hundreds of millions, maybe even more, to, to, to locate a plant when they could easily afford without those perks. Sure. And that is what uh, critics of these deals will say. You know, they will say, look, you know, most of these deals, uh, these look, these uh, um, corporate expansions, they're the, the most important thing is a workforce uh, and other existing infrastructure. Maybe it's an international airport, maybe it's rail lines, maybe it's port access, that sort of thing. And that these deals get made off of that and less off of the incentives. And if you were over incentivizing a project, you're, you're essentially bidding against yourself because the project would have come anyway. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, a governor like Kemp or a governor like Abbott in Texas, you know, has to, you know, look at the ledger and say, OK, well, uh, are we overshooting here? Are we spending too much? You know, or is the glory and the jobs and the investment worth that amount of money? Now, you know, you could do a, a per job calculation and we'll do that calculation when the when we get a copy of that incentive uh, package. And we'll talk to experts and we'll try to find out, okay, you know, will Georgia ever make that money back? And we'll find out. We will soon find out. And Scott, we'll learn a lot more this week. But we wanted to at least inform our listeners about what a, what a major development this is for, for Georgia's economy, for Georgia's future, 
and some of the setbacks too, from incentives to infrastructure strain to others uh, that we'll be following very, very closely over the next few, really, we're talking years. Yeah. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, folks, we're sure you've gotten your money's worth this week, last week, this month, if you subscribe to the Land and Journal Constitution and to the newsletter we produce every morning and every night called The Jolt. Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and myself, we all compile all the information we can into what we think is the most complete political tip sheet in Georgia. And we deliver it to your inbox every day. Check out Wednesday's Jolt for a closer look at the future of the University System of Georgia's chancellor. Will Sonny Perdue still get the job even after his first cousin is challenging Governor Brian Kemp? What, a, what an incredible storyline and an open question that will help uh, really decide the fate of higher education in Georgia. The Jolt is just one of the many benefits you get as a digital subscriber to the AJC. And also check out our podcast Friday where we will be talking about the second week of the Republican on Republican brawl in Georgia, as well as Stacey Abrams' plans to exploit some of these divides in the GOP. And we love hearing your feedback, your emails, your text messages, your phone calls even. So please rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe to all of our podcasts and tell us what you think. We love hearing from you. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.